Welcome to Heating Up, a podcast about climate change, our dangerous future, and what you can do about it. We are at episode 25. You haters. You never <laughs> thought we'd get there. Corinne, I'm looking directly at you. I know that when you signed on for this podcast with me, you assumed this would fan out in a couple of months and that I would move on to the next thing and that you would never be on the hook for actually coming <laughs> over here and recording every week. Don't wow. lie. I and didn't realize I you were going you... to negative town instead of <laughs> celebrating. We're just going to put you on blast to start. And then... you, these are all assumptions. I'm going to start at an 11. Yeah. Goddamn. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize we were going negative route, but fine. No. Hey, let's go positive. Let's let's go back. Let's reverse it. Really? Because, yeah, it has been, yeah, it has been. 25 episodes, Corinne. So much news, so much nonsense, so So little preparedness. (laughs) References, you know. Yeah. Lots of good times. And we made it. So this is, that means today must, we must be getting our check from Casper today or tomorrow. Should be in the mail anytime soon. Yeah. I would imagine the the checks are coming, rolling in. (laughs) I assume that was the. That uh... HelloFresh money is coming right now. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. Wix.com. We need a website. Yeah. We're ready. Uh, okay, yeah, we made it. I feel like we really need to revel in it a little bit longer. We've been hyping up 25 as this sort of, like, insurmountable goal for us this whole time. Now we've got, what, 50? Is that what we got to aim for next? Well, that's just an arbitrary number. I thought 25 was something to do with how many, you know, podcasts don't even make it to episode 25. Yeah, and most of them don't, but we're there now, so what's next? Elite. I don't know. I don't, what, do you want another goal? I don't know that I I want another goal. Okay, maybe not. You're just like, (laughs) let's just take it one week at a time. Let's keep this. Let's keep this going as long as we oh. can manage it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, twenty-five. We could rent a car. You know, that's if it were years, years yeah. and a person, and well over a thousand downloads. Well uh, over well at least over a thousand and five. <laughs> at least a thousand. <laughs> Don't do the math on how many that how pathetically few that is per episode, guys. Shh, don't worry. Don't worry. We're yourself. happy. You should be happy. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Moving on, Corinne. Yep. I feel like for episode 25, we should do kind of classic news and nonsense. So, bad news, bad news. Good news, bad news. Okay, which happens to usually be bad bad news, news, bad news. news. Well, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. It's a lot of bad news. It's a lot of bad news. But I did my best to find some good news. Good news, odd news. Like, I don't think you appreciate. I see you looking at me like, how could you not find good stories for this (laughs) article thing here? And I'm going to tell you. I spend, I'm going to tell you how I didn't do that. I spend way more time looking up good news than bad news. Well, it's obviously much easier to find bad news. I'm aware of that. The bad news just, like, gets to you no matter what you do. And the good news Barely is, like, registers. So, yeah, it is really hard to find good news stories. I, I search the internet for good news, and there are a couple of websites that, are offer, uh, that market themselves as good news websites. <laughs> and... The thing is, 90% of the stories I have to dismiss before you even get to them because they're either religious in nature (laughs) or they're such pathetically sad good news stories that, like, it hardly counts as good news. I'm going to give you some headlines for good news that I had to filter through. Okay, let's hear it. Yeah. Woman raising money for her own funeral stunned by amount of donations. (laughs) That is good news, bad news in itself. (laughs) Right? There you go. I've got one. It's both. Mom reunited with teddy bear. Holding baby boy's ashes. 
The Lord. Right? These are the headlines that I have to get. I have to filter those out before I even I get the good news I was thinking you were going to tell me with something like, police officer shot a kid and then felt bad about it. <laughs> no, that's not even a good news. That would never happen. But no. <laughs> we do have some, uh, we do have some uh, cop-related stories for you. I hate those. You'll love them. You'll love them. I hate them. Yep. All right. Anyways, so I'm just letting you know, I do... A lot of work trying to find some good news for you here. Okay, I do appreciate it's harder to find good news, and I especially apologize that you have to look through religious websites for the good news. That is really a torture I wish upon no one. So, so when I run out of good news, I move on to odd news, okay? (laughs) Animal attacks, various (laughs) random things happening. And the first story is both odd news and bad news and climate-related news. So it hits a lot of boxes. It's a trifecta, okay. All right, you ready for get really into the news? Very kind of, sure. <laughs> Very kind of. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. Well, you know what? Before we do it, we I almost forgot. 25 episodes in, Corinne, we forgot to tell people to like and subscribe oh, and see, write a review. Clearly, we've gotten really good at this. Yeah. <laughs> we've learned so much. We have. So before you listen to the news, like, subscribe. Comment, comment review. Comment, review. Those comments really do help people find us. Uh, you've heard other people say it, so I say it too. We love them too. We love them. Yeah, we do love us getting a comment. It like makes our week when, when somebody comments. I'm still thinking about that one from Vermont. Yeah, it was so, so unambiguously good. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Uh, yeah, just, just do that. Also, we didn't forget about the Boy Scout uh merit badge. Yeah, we talked we worked on it. We'll post some pictures of our work so far. We're making <laughs> like a science fair board. We're it still, looks good. My two week uh plan for that was overly ambitious. Yes it was. So very we're gonna roll that out sometime in July. Boy Scout merit badge is not that easy. No. So anyways, back to the news. <laughs> You have the sound. You don't have to do it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. Classic. Classic. (laughs) All right. First news story of the day, Corinne. Mm -hmm. Flesh-eating bacteria kills a woman in the waters off the coast of Florida. A woman died this past week (laughs) after contracting a rare but often deadly flesh-eating bacteria in the waters off Florida. Earlier this month, a 12-year-old girl was hospitalized with the bacteria after she also swam in the ocean off Florida. But the little girl lived? She lived. She was uh, touch and go for a bit. I think she might have had to amputate or something. Oh, my. So, flesh-eating bacteria, just another reason not to go to Florida, well, is you know, so endemic many. off the coast of Florida, and it lives in the warm waters off there. And so, uh, there are always cases of people getting flesh-eating bacteria. But the numbers have been rising, and the range in which the area in which people are getting the flesh-eating bacteria is increasing. In fact, in 2017 and 2018, there was only one case of flesh-eating bacteria in the Chesapeake Bay area, but this past year, there have already been five cases. Hmm. So... It seems to be moving into more northerly waters as the waters heat up. So just one more climate change nightmare you didn't think you had to worry about. Flesh-eating bacteria in the water. Ready for some good news? Okay, yeah. Here's an unambiguously good news story. Wow. Zero elephants were killed by poachers (laughs) in Nyasa Reserve, which is larger than Switzerland and is located in northern Mozambique. Zero elephants. Zero elephants this last year. In the years prior, catastrophic poaching had been going on in the po- in the park, but they got it on lock now. How'd they stop it? Shooting poachers, I'd hope. <laughs> uh, yeah, so good news. I mean, just what else can we say? None of them died in the park. Zero died by poaching. Good. I assume some must have died yeah, naturally. Yeah, I'm sure natural causes of ripe old age. Right. But 
no poaching, no poached elephants out of this park. That's good. After in like 2017, there were like a hundred that died from well, that's poaching. A, that's a vast so, improvement. Huge improvement. Go. Couldn't uh, do better, really. Yeah, go Nyasa Reserve. Good job. I don't know if you remember a couple months ago, there was a story that broke. I think BuzzFeed broke it about the World Wildlife Fund. You know, the NGO that has the panda logo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, they do a ton of anti-poaching uh, stuff around the world. And they got into trouble because some of their efforts were maybe a little too extreme. Like, people were torturing poachers <laughs> or, like... like <laughs> they were going full PETA. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, you know what? Honestly, I'm kind of like, okay... I mean, there was a little bit of nuance to it because some of the people that they were claiming were poachers were like native people living in the lands or right. living Something on the reserves. Right. Something that I've heard is like there's a lot of really poor people who are poaching not out of like their hatred of animals or the love of the sport, but like I need money and this is a way to get it. Yeah. So there's definitely some subtlety to the story about poaching, but in general, fuck it. I don't even care. Uh, <laughs> there's so few uh, elephants mind. out there. Full anti. <laughs> you okay. know what? If it takes torturing some people to get some elephants stop being murdered. I'm kind of I'm kind of good with it. All right. I mean, if we're going to be torturing people, it might as well be to save elephants. Right. Okay. So, good. Pretty good. Good yeah. news. Good yeah. news. Good. All right. You remember the last couple of weeks we've talked about the brutal heat wave in India? Yes. Right? Of well, that's still going on. We'll get back to it. Uh well, uh last week, more than 550 protesters were arrested as the four reservoirs that supply the city of Chennai in southern India dried up. The city is home to more than 11 million people, which is crazy. That's L.A. That's like the whole L.A. megacity is 11 yeah. million people. But city managers have had to slash water output by more than 40% as temperatures in parts of the country reached over 122 degrees. Oh, Lord. So hot. As water resources ran dry, some residents in the region reportedly began turning to dirty wells and other <sighs> bad sources of water. Because you, you got to have water, right? You gotta take the risk. Authorities were trucking in tankers and bottles of water, but demand led to hundreds of thousands of people to wait in line. Anger and impatience over the situation reportedly erupted in sporadic violence. One man was arrested last week for allegedly stabbing a neighbor in a fight over water. Oh, God. Yeah. So, it's getting real bad there. They're just running out of water. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, rainfall in Chennai last Thursday provided a mild re relief from the city's water crisis. The one-day precipitation exceeded all of the rainfall from the last six months. Wow. Underscoring the infrequency of recent rainstorms and the severity of the region's week-long crisis. Hope everybody had some buckets out. Jeez. So yeah, things are getting really bad in parts of India right now. Ready for some good news, Corinne? God, yes. All right. An alligator had to have its jaws pried open after it bit a cop. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, how'd that happen? I know you. <laughs> I, I know you, Corinne. <laughs> A five-foot-long alligator clamped down on a Louisiana deputy's arm last Monday, forcing other officers to pry the beast's jaws open and free the deputy. The St. Charles Parish Sheriff uh, and a nuisance animal officer responded to the home of the, in the town of Lulling, where an alligator was spotted roaming through the backyard. As they do. As they do. So this alligator was just minding his business in his yard, and these and cops some cop came up to hassle And some cop stuck his hand in his mouth. Yeah. The injured deputy was transported to University Medical Center, where he is treated for deep lacerations and is expected to make a full recovery. The alligator was returned to the wild. Not killed. Not killed. Shocked. Better than your poodle. <laughs> That's true. Poodle. All right. So, good news story. Cop gets hurt. He's fine. Al alligator's fine. Sure, that's that's the part that was good. Yeah. That everybody right. was fine. Everybody was fine. That's the part I liked. Yeah. <laughs> Everything worked out great. Back to India. No. <laughs> Yes, because we're not done with India. 
Uh, one of the reasons that the heat wave has been so bad is that the monsoon rains were being delayed. Right. Well, we said they'd be coming around the end of the month, and guess what? They're, They're finally here. here. So now it's monsoon season. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are now signs that the monsoon rains are coming. Terrible, disastrous signs. 16 people have been killed by a collapsed wall as torrential rains pummeled Mumbai in eastern India this past week. Over six, uh, over six inches of rain fell in the city in just one day, flooding streets and causing severe traffic disruptions. Three people died due to separate electrocution incidents due to this rain. Oh my god. Yeah, and the 15-foot-high wall was undermined by the water, causing it to collapse and collapse onto the tin-roofed, tin-roofed homes of several migrant families, killing 16 people. Elsewhere in eastern and southern India, though where the monsoon has officially been declared, localized flash flooding and lightning dangers will remain present in many areas. An eight-year-old boy was struck by lightning in Thursday. Did he survive? He died. Oh, god damn it. So yeah, India can't catch a break. It's the new Australia Ugh. and is just getting it from both sides, I guess. It's rough. Whenever I hear stuff about India, it's kind of, it's doubly hard because I know, how do I say this politely? The, the women there are already suffering. Women there are already living kind of rough. And then it's just going to continue to be so much worse as this happens. Like, sure. I just, well, it's a not that I don't care about the men. I do care less about the men. I'll be honest. I'm more concerned about the women and the children who are being dramatically infected by this. So, Well, it's a classic example of how these climate disasters don't occur in a vacuum, right? They occur in situations where the already most impoverished and most marginalized people have to face the brunt of them. Like the super rich people, I'm sure, in Mumbai were not really that right. effective by it, right? But yes. Mumbai is one of these cities where you have, you know, millionaires and you have slums and you have, you know, this huge disparity between the vast majority and the ultra-rich. And I'm sure that whatever happens in any of the heat waves, the ultra-rich are living in air-conditioned homes, right? Mm-hmm. It's the poor that are dying due to the heat. It's, you know, and the poor are almost overwhel- or you know, not almost, are overwhelmingly women and children. Yes. So, yeah, it's terrible news and it's going to just keep getting worse everywhere. Unless, of course, Donald Trump decides to save the planet. Uh, let's keep waiting on that. Yeah, let's keep waiting on it. All right. Good news, Corinne? Yeah, please. Can I get two or three? Yeah. For the first time in 17 years, there will be no whaling in the Icelandic waters this summer. Did the Sea Shepherds finally do it? No. <laughs> the Sea Shepherds did not do this one due to a shrinking international market for whale meat, which I have to imagine was probably not that large to begin with. Right. And an expansion of a no-fishing coastal zone, both of the nation's major whaling companies have decided to abandon the summer hunting season altogether, meaning that no whales of any kind will be hunted in Iceland. Now, this is a great segue for me to talk about the Sea Shepherds, which who, who, who I don't believe have had a show in some time now, but whose show gave me such anger. Anger? <laughs> because these, these well-meaning people going out to stop the whaling, the whaling right, the, of the... I think it was mostly Japanese. Yeah, we're going to get to the Japanese here in a second. (gasps) They were so terrible at executing anything. How many prop fowlers were successful? Zero? Zero prop fowlers worked or did anything? No, they didn't do anything, I'm pretty sure. So that was one of the most frustrating shows. I think they were all lacking in protein. They all needed to eat some hamburgers because they're just a bunch of vegans out there and trying to shoot potato guns. It was the best thing they did was ram one boat into another boat. Well, that's always going to be the most effective, I think. But, yeah, I mean, the show obviously highlighted some ineffective actions. But I do understand that just 
desire of those people to get out there and try and put your body on the line and stop something terrible from happening. I appreciated that. I wanted the execution to be more effective. Yeah, I would love for the Sea Shepherd to have truly terrorized those Japanese whalers into submission. Yeah. Like, we were we're rooting. I think we should make that clear. We were rooting for the Sea Shepherd. I was very upset at how bad they were. They weren't as good as, yeah, (laughs) they could be. Like, we would love for the Sea Shepherd to have done so much more. Yes, I agree. Anyways, of course, as Iceland uh, as Iceland is not hunting whales, news has broke this week that Japan's commercial whaling fleet is about to restart hunting whales. Mm. Uh, as you just mentioned, the Sea Shepherd was, in theory, chasing research vessels right. that were killing whales for research. They could kill a certain amount, number or whatever, yeah. right? But they weren't actually commercial whalers. Well, Japan has, I guess, just said, you know Given what? up on that. Fuck it. Let's just go kill some whales. Yeah. And is launching their commercial fleet again. So, like, 30 boats are getting ready. And they've been clo- the commercial fleet's been shut down for, like, 30 years. Right. And so now they're getting ready to go out and just hunt whales. They're like, well, we're burning it down. Might as well eat some whale or something. I don't know. Crazy. But they're set to resume shooting whales on July 1st. Okay. So, let's all hope the Sea Shepherd has learned some things. Are they the last still year. active? I know that they still do a lot of stuff. Um, They've actually had some success. Like, it's easy to make fun of them. But they actually have really disrupted some whaling efforts. And they do a lot more than just that. Like, that was, like, obviously a TV series. Like, they do, they actually work with some countries to do uh, patrols. Like, I know that they work in, like, the Galapagos to keep people out. And they do other areas. Like, Mm -hmm. we saw a sea ship, or I saw a sea shepherd. Sea Shepherd ship. <laughs> Say that three times yeah. fast. When I w- when we went to uh, my friend's wedding down in Mexico. Oh, really? Yeah, because they had were in the uh, Gulf or the Bay of California, like protecting the vaquito dolphin. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so they do a lot of really good work. I like, want them to be successful. Yes. I agree with their ideology. The potato guns, the prop fowlers, do not work. Yeah. I just wanted to say we should have figured that one out a little sooner. Yeah. Okay. So I guess that one isn't so much good news as kind of like a wash, but <laughs> I guess that's what I have to. I mean, I found the Icelandic whaling story and I was like, oh, that's good news. And, and then while I was writing it, to... I remembered the Japanese thing and I was yeah. like, oh, dang it. Uh, so so back to bad news again. We'll do another good one. Okay. All right. Here's what I have for you, Corinne. Luna, a German shepherd that was lost at sea on a fishing trip, was found five weeks later. No. Okay. Who brought a German shepherd on a Okay, okay. <laughs> you want some more information? That's, I do. Would you like to know more? <laughs> yes. All right. So her owner had taken her on a commercial fishing boat off the coast of San Diego. Uh, I don't know what they were fishing for. Don't have that information for you, Cran. But the dog somehow slipped overboard uh, while the boat was a few miles from shore. They searched around for her then, couldn't find her in the water, and they had to go back. The owner stayed in the area for days searching for her. He was, con- she was he's like, she's a strong swimmer. I know she made it to shore. Yeah, I would say that guy was just hoping against all hope, but I guess I was would well, be wrong. He he kept, you know, looking. I don't know what he was doing, posting, you know, if found in the ocean flyers, like on the <laughs> telephone pole. You see a dog in the, the ocean. It doesn't belong there. Going out to the oil tanker or yeah. <laughs> posting, have you seen my dog? Uh, I don't we know. We can laugh because it lives. We can laugh because <laughs> the dog's okay. But either way. Uh, so he had to give up, you know, he essentially was after a couple of days, I think the Coast Guard was helping him and then they were like, you know what, we can't Come keep on, looking buddy. for this dog, yeah. she's dead. And so he had to, you know, he had posted on Facebook, you know, rest in peace, my dog, you know, all this stuff. And then last week, officers on the island naval base on San Clemente discovered the little pupper sitting wow. by the road and wagging her tail five weeks after she had fallen into the sea. Good pupper. 
Yeah, the dog was a little malnourished, but not as much as you might have think. And otherwise, just fine. What do they think she survived on? Just, like, snacks? Like, just food on the ground? I mean, she was, the island is uninhabited except for the naval base. So she was probably eating just wild animals, rats. Good for her. Maybe going into the ocean having crab dinner. Probably living Probably her best living on life. crabs, yeah. Also, living I hope her owner beach. never takes her with him again. That's very good. Yeah, good story. Mm-hmm. Ready for the next news story? <sighs> yes. Okay, so this one we're going to file in the what could possibly go wrong category. Okay, great. You're going to love it because it involves your favorite country. Oh, good. Yeah. Russia, here we of come. Of course. Our dear friends and overlords in Russia are preparing to launch a floating nuclear power plant <laughs> via the northern sea route to its final destination in the Arctic, where it will, in theory... Provide the power needed to extract oil and gas and other resources from the map rapidly melting Arctic. Region. Come on, you guys. Who? Okay. If everyone doesn't agree with me that Russia is the worst, what is wrong with you? Russia, You ju we just had a TV show about your failed nuclear power plant on HBO two weeks ago. Yeah. So the and now floating, they're going to put it on water and send it to the Arctic? The floating nuclear reactor sounds like a great idea. Does it? Of course. <laughs> Russia can't take all the blame. They didn't come up with the idea. Uh, there was a smaller nuclear uh, reactor that had been placed on a ship in the Panama Canal by the United States as far back as the 1960s. Well, of course, they weren't coming up with the idea. They just... They just stole it, made it bigger, better, stronger, faster. <sighs> a little bit more likely to explode. Yeah. The idea of a floating Chernobyl is probably pretty bad on its own spec, but what really turns the knife is like, oh, now that there's no ice in the Arctic, we can float this thing up there and power more oil and gas drilling. Well, screw it. Let's double down. Right? I feel like, oh, man. Woo. Okay. So, bad news, bad news in that story, I guess. Okay. I Okay, how does anyone not think Russia's the worst? How does this happen? Besides America, Russia's the worst. But I mean, Russia's got to have scientists, right? Somebody had to build this thing. Somebody had to know. Somebody like, built Chernobyl, Derek. Yeah, but they didn't know what they were doing back yeah, then. Yeah, and do they know now? Well, they know they could do a Chernobyl. Exactly right. Oh, God. Okay, give me some better bad news, please. All right, so bear with me on this next story, because it is good news in the end, I think. <laughs> Great. Okay, what's the next bad news? <laughs> All right. So, as you know, if there's one thing we don't like more than cops, it's robots. <laughs> right, sure. Right? So, cop robots, which are oh, a thing, wow. are very high on my list of signs of the apocalypse. <laughs> there is a cop robot here in Sacramento. I oh, don't know is if there? It, yeah, it's down by the arena. <gasps> no, dude, I saw I didn't know what that was. Yeah, it looks like this weird like robot egg. I assumed it was I've only like ever a seen it cowering scene. in its charging station. <laughs> I've never seen it actually out harassing people. What is it able to do? Well, they have like 360 cameras and they record sound and voice and they can do facial recognition. Is it mostly like for protection for like Essentially, like a terrorist attack at the event. No, they're they can't stop anything. They have no arms. No, I mean like all to like do, record. All they're really for is annoying homeless people. <sighs> what and do they do to homeless people? They can make sound and call police and let them know that they're there and do any number of things. And then they can also like just record people and eliminate even the illusion of privacy, so that you know, your private conversations and whatever in your face is recorded. So even if you just go downtown for freaking drink because the world is burning you just have to get recorded by a goddamn robot cop goddamn robot cop anyways please continue 
The California city of Huntington Park became the latest city to replace honest human bastards with robot cops, <laughs> deploying one to the local park to surveil everyone and run face recognition software, record our conversations, and destroy all semblance of not living in a police state. So, bad news is what you might be thinking, right? But yeah. here is why I am an optimist. Because every time one of these robot cops gets deployed... It's just destroyed. In a few months, there's a subsequent story about some hero destroying the robot cop. Of course. Yeah. So a recent robot cop deployed to keep homeless people out of a parking lot in San Francisco was almost immediately pushed over, beaten, and covered in barbecue sauce. Yeah. Yes. In Mountain View, sorry, a robot cop tried to arrest a man, or I don't even know. How can it's not even, it can't even do a citizen's arrest. It's not a citizen. I don't know what it was doing, but basically a drunk dude took a swing at it and dented it and beat it up and pushed it over and ran Solid. away. Of course, the thing recorded him, so he was caught afterwards for his hero, <laughs> for his heroism. Did he know his face? I don't understand how he Yeah, they have facial recognition. From what? What database of our faces? From Facebook? I don't know, man. Anyways. In D.C., one of these cop bots, after shoving a small child to the ground. What? Yeah, there's a recording that gets like, D.C. Museum had one, and it, like, didn't see the kid because it's, like, sensor was too low or whatever, and just kind of, boom, knocked this kid over and went about its route. So, just like a cop. This one, though, you have to give it credit, did the only sensible thing for a cop robot to do and committed suicide by falling into a fountain. <laughs> what? Like, hit the thing and fell into the fountain. Yeah. So Okay, that's good. Yeah, so my reason for calling this a good story is that now I am just waiting. I've got a news alert on my computer. It's going to let me Sacramento know for one? when either the Sacramento or the Huntington Beach one is destroyed. That's great. So, if anyone has any evidence or any more evidence of these things being destroyed, I love to hear about People it. People really hate the homeless. Truly. Yeah, I don't understand this animosity towards homeless people. I can understand feeling unsafe on occasion. I, I don't, well, okay, it's not homeless, it's men. Just kidding. I'm afraid of all men. That's what it is at night. If someone comes up to me at night, it's male. I don't want to talk to it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, but I was at the, I had to get my car, I got a rental. I got rear-ended a while back. And as I was waiting in line, there's a man in front of me. You picture what you want. Obviously, it's exactly what you imagine. And he is complaining that he had to get, uh, his car was stolen. And he starts talking about how essentially it was a homeless person who had slept in his slept right next to his car and then immediately stole it while he left it unlocked outside of his own house in the morning. And it was like he literally quoted as saying, I hate the homeless. They're disgusting. And there's like a room full of other people in here, of course. And I like look around to see if anyone else is horrified and everyone else is horrified. I was like, this man literally out, out loud said, I hate the homeless. They're disgusting. Yeah, I don't understand, like, the animosity towards the homeless. Like, there are so many people who are like, yeah, let's put spikes up. Let's <laughs> F with our benches so they can't sit right. on them. It just seems well, you're like you're just moving them kicking out somewhere people while else. they're down. You're just moving them somewhere else. Like, sure. why don't you well, think, where can we find camps. somewhere for them to go? Where can we? You know what they need? Some homes. That's what <laughs> they need, right. It's like there's no thought beyond the, like, well, they can't be here. Move them out. But they're going to go where somewhere they else. Go? They're going to go somewhere else. And why don't we think about, like, how can we house these people? Find some sort of a uh, way that they won't be hanging what out are on you, the some benches. Kind of communist, I am a communist. Yeah. That's fair. But, you know, yeah. All right. Bad news, Corinne. <laughs> okay. I thought we were already doing bad news. But... Oh, we did the cop. Okay. Yeah. Good news, bad news. Got yeah. it. Yeah. We, I've, I feel like I've been pretty fair with the you good did. news, bad news today. Better than most. <laughs> Better than most. All right. You remember the Deepwater Horizon spill? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where we drilled a, where we drilled a hole in the ground miles offshore. 
and then it broke and we couldn't stop it. For like six months? Oh, it, it lasted much longer than that. We just got over it. Okay. But uh, yeah, it happens more often than you'd think. Right. And right. they just usually don't make the news. Mm-hmm. So 15 years ago, there was a different offshore oil spill. Uh, similar idea, right? Just a rig destroyed by Hurricane Ivan uh, started flowing and leaking right into the Gulf, right? And we didn't really fix that either. Of course, the totally responsible, honest, and forthright American oil company that runs the site did what capitalism compels them to do, which is honestly and accurately report the nature of the spill and take every effort to clean it up. I'm sure. Wait, I'm sorry. I read that wrong. Uh, They lied about it, literally threw dirt on it, and walked away. (laughs) Classic. Having capped most of the well, they said, good enough, and then (laughs) poured mud on it. And then shut down all production in 2008, uh, saying that it was no longer leaking oil and that the oil that was obviously leaking from it that you could see an oil slick from was just oil that was already residual oil. It was just already in the dirt, so it was going to have to come up. (laughs) So there's nothing you could do about that, guys. And that anyways, it was only leaking like three gallons a day. Three gallons a day? That's, That's what they some said. BS. Well, in 2010, the U.S. Coast Guard installed a containment system on that old thing that has been catching more than 1,200 gallons a day, suggesting the site is still dumping a shit ton of fresh oil into the Gulf. Now, I assume, as capitalism is always going to do the right thing, mm-hmm. that this company is now having to pay for uh, this huge mistake? Well, the company no longer exists. Oh, Okay. But, well, it exists only to monitor the site. Like, they have, like, a fecundiary responsibility to the site. So they did release a statement when this report came out that said, hey, guess what? This oil rig is, like, a thousand times more destructive than we thought it would be. Mm -hmm. Uh, They said, you know what, guys? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Any further mitigation might make it all worse. What? Did they just threaten us? Basically. They said, if you go and try and fix the problem, if you try and force us to pay to fix this problem, it might just make it worse. Who knows? So, good times. There's Salt. an ongoing, another ongoing oil spill, just pouring stuff out there that's been going on for 15 years and it's been way worse than we thought it would be. Not to worry. Don't worry about it. But yeah, let's just open up more areas to that sort of offshore rig. Let's put a nuclear power plant out there. What <laughs> could some, go wrong? This is too much, Derek. I'm hit. I'm hitting the limit. I'm hitting the limit. Where's what's that uh, summertime sadness song? So, so, uh, I've kind of run out of good news. Good news. <laughs> So now you get your pick of odd news. Okay, let's hear my choices. Google Maps detour strands more than 100 vehicles. Eatery seeks Guinness record for a 120-pound all-beef hot dog. (laughs) We're going to file that under Murica. Uh, Okay. Loose alligator found swimming in Pennsylvania Creek. An alligator story. Or in another what-the-fuck-is-going-on-in-Pennsylvania story, Pennsylvania woman, 73, kills loose cobra with a shovel. Yeah, that one. All right. June 25th, a 73-year-old Pennsylvania woman. Hero. Yeah. Well, I mean, she did kill the snake, but what are you going to do? It's a cobra. (laughs) It's not supposed to be in Pennsylvania. Yeah, she's got a 73-year-old Pennsylvania woman who spotted a venomous Asian cobra outside her home, sprang into action, and killed the animal with a shovel. Kathy Keyhole, a Falls Township great-grandmother, said that she spotted the unusual snake on her patio Monday, when she looked out to determine why there were blue jays squawking outside her home. They were like, holy shit, there's a snake. <laughs> That's one hell of guys. a snake. Yeah. That's somebody's pet that got loose. Quote, I opened the door. I said a bad word. It's a cobra. <laughs> I knew right away. She told Keo snapped some photos of the snake until it started to flee. Then she grabbed a shovel 
chased the serpent into her yard and beat it to death. Wow, serpent. Yeah, it's good to use a serpent. I stalked him, and when he got over there, I tapped his tail. Then he went up, and that's when I did the deed and held him in... <laughs> held him there, she said. She called it doing the deed. I like her. <laughs> oh, she's... Can she be my grandmother? Yeah, please. Yes. So, yeah. Good for you. Good news story. Yeah, sure. There's some death. <laughs> There's always going to be death. Listen, Corinne. <laughs> There's always death. There's always death. <sighs> okay, is that the end of the bad news? That is basically the news I had oh, for you here today. God, I'm dying. I mean, I have some more news. You've got more good news? Is that what I'm hearing? So this one is another one of the, is it good news or is it bad news stories? Okay. So this one, I don't know, maybe you can be the judge. I'll be the judge. You might have heard that America has concentration camps oh, right now. Oh, God. I thought we were going to really not bring this up. No, we're going to get into it later. Okay, there. it's bad news. There's no good news in this, but please continue. Well, you and I talked, and we'll talk more about like what can possibly be done about the concentration camps. Well, people that work for Wayfair thought that they had an idea. So they Wayfair, the home goods company. That's what I thought. I was like, yeah. is this a company? Well, the employees discovered that one of their contracts was to like provide beds for some of the camps. Mm. And so the employees were like, hell no, we're not going to put beds in these camps. But then they won't have any beds. Then, you know, the, I, I don't think you should supply concentration camps is, I think, the idea. Yeah. So either way. 500 employees from Wayfair went out on what's not what they were not calling a strike, but okay. a walkout uh-huh. to protest their company's involvement in furnishing and dealing with the camps. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of good news, right? Is it? Because here's my thing. The beds aren't going to the people who are detaining them. That just means some kid doesn't have a bed. Because, well, they already don't have any beds. They're sleeping on the cold, cre- cold well, concrete. Well, I think what it is is you simply don't want to be the company that's, you know, you don't want to be profiting off of the you know misery of migrant no, children. No, certainly not profiting. So, anyways, the story is also disappointing on a number of levels. So they walk out, which is great, and it's about ten percent of their entire workforce, which is enough to That's really cause some you know issues if yeah. they decided to. But they did not hold Wayfair to the fire, I guess. So Wayfair donated one hundred thousand dollars to the Red Cross in response to this. Mm-hmm. Of course, the owner of Wayfair is a billionaire. Right. So, it's like nothing. Yeah, just so we're clear. $100,000 from the company, not from him personally. Is nothing. The company then released a statement that said it stood by its decision to serve, to be good Germans. <laughs> Quote, we believe all of our stakeholders are best served by our commitment to fulfill our orders. Co-founder Steve Connie said, the level of your citizenship as citizens is really the appropriate channel to try and attack this issue. To pull citizens a, where you have no fucking yeah, power. To pull a business into it, we're not a political entity. Mm. We're not trying to take a political side. I mean, don't make it political, guys. Their job is just to make the trains run on time. Oh, no. You know, not oh, to question who's in those cattle cars. Did they really? right? No, they didn't say that. <laughs> okay. I'm saying that. That's out. Yeah, but that's the argument, right? Is we're just doing business, right? <sighs> it's not for me to question what my business is doing. I'm just building I'm just making the trains run on time. That's exactly Wayfair's argument. And then sure seems like they're making a lot of money off of this incredibly political issue, though. It does seem like it. So maybe not sure about Steve's response there. Either way, the walkout leaders called the walkout a success despite not achieving a single one of their stated goals and went back to work. Well, here's the thing. You work at Wayfair, you probably need your money. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I can't blame them for that. I I mean, that's where solidarity needs to come into place. I mean, this is... Oh, man, I... We don't have well, enough time for me to go Wayfair off on a I'm going to guess Wayfair does not have a union, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. Guess they don't. 
but maybe they ought to. Of course they ought to. Yeah. We don't have the time to get into our other podcast, Unions Derek Day. Derek and Corinne talk about their love of unions. So, anyways, uh, I mean, I guess it was good in that it was an attempt, and that it clearly, you know, caused those in power to immediately respond to them. The fact that they backed down is bad, but it showed the awesome power of the strike, right? Of people coming together. Of, you know, hey, just 10% of the workforce, you know, for some very swift and quick responses from this company. And all too often companies are like, well, we can't go quick. You know, we have to go slow. They can only go slow when it mat- when, when it actually matters, mm-hmm. when there's lives at risk, when when there's money on the line. They move they pretty go quick. fast. All right. So how do we stop these concentration camps? Yeah. Oh, man. Like you and I were talking just the other day. I was in line at like the grocery store and. I don't even know, like, it was just one of these moments, I've had a few of them over the last, like, week and a half, where I just start, I, like, really realize that there are concentration camps in this country, mm-hmm. and I just kind of want to, like, scream at everyone around me, like, guys, you know what's going on? what are we doing? Yeah. Like, I am buying chips and guacamole, what the fuck is happening? Like, there are camps, is this really what we're doing? Like, are we really not going to stop these camps? But what do you do? Like, how do you get involved? Like, how do you stop the camps? How do you do this? Like short, not even short of like, honestly, like the French had a fucking resistance movement. Mm-hmm. Like, is this what we have to do? I don't know, man. I don't have any idea what it will do. I have no idea. I mean, we're doing it though, right? Like in a very real sense, what we would do is what we're doing. I know, but I don't know what to do to fix the problem. I know. I don't know either. So, so if someone out there knows how to stop it, let us know. So yeah, in that effort, I mean, I literally Googled what can we do about the concentration camps? I did that too. <laughs> Like, what do we do? I Googled that as well. Because, I mean, I mean, I'm not a resistance leader. Like, we're just trying to do this podcast. We're just trying to learn how to save some water. But, goddamn, somebody needs to be a resistance leader. Where is our Che Rivera? Yeah, where? where? He's on a lot of t-shirts at Target. Right? So, what can we do? I found an article from Common Dreams, which is a big nonprofit, wrote a few things that a common citizen can do. So, obviously, the first one, contact your representatives. Right. You know, representatives do respond when you try when you contact them, especially if a lot of people do. Do that first. Like, that's so easy to do is, like, go online, fill out a form. It's the least you could do. Ask what they're doing about the conditions at the detention centers. Ask why they even are allowing detention centers in the first place. The people have committed a misdemeanor at best. They don't deserve to be in a camp, period. Children. End of story. Yeah. Um, they can volunteer or donate to groups involved with the fight, and it lists uh, the National Network for Immigrants and Refugee Rights, which is a California-based nonprofit. And that web- or that group lists several organizations actively working for just and humane border practices. Uh, you can pledge your frequent flyer miles to Lawyer Moms for, of America and Project Corazon, which have teamed up to help get pro bono lawyers for migrant families. Okay. You can launch or help support a Dignity Not Detention campaign in your state. And you can learn more about that campaign on the Freedom for Immigrants website. And you can write a letter to the editor of your local newspaper. Um, These reach a pretty broad audience. People still read newspapers and they still go onto the online versions. And they do reach elected officials. Elected officials pay a lot of attention to letters to the editor. So, yeah, that's something else you can do. Uh, I mean, all of these seem to pale in comparison, though, right? Like, yeah. Where are the lawyers at? This is what I'm wondering. Listen, shouldn't they... There's got to be some good ones, right? Who are like, this is illegal. Well, I mean, I think that's what that group Lawyer Moms for America or the Project Corazon do, is that they get pro bono lawyers to go out there for these people. But the problem is that lawyers chase money, right? And so these are destitute people fleeing their homes. Yeah. 
there's not some money in it for a lawyer. But remember when the there was a travel ban and all those lawyers just showed up for free to help people you know, actually be able to make it across. Where can they do that now with the concentration camp? I don't know. Man. Where are they at? I don't know where the lawyers are. I don't know where anyone is. Where's the where are the humans? Where's the human decency There Karen? isn't any. Christ. I mean there's this is a bad way to end the show. I guess. But I mean we will have links to all of those so all of those organizations I just mentioned, we'll put links in the show notes. So if you like us are just kind of I don't even know fed up Stunned and just and... done with this concentration camp bullshit concentration camps corinne no 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 derek they're not concentration camps because they aren't gassing them to death because that's the only definition of concentration camp apparently uh not according to the dictionary not according to the dictionary or experts on concentration camps or my own heart but fine sure yeah, let's get into a semantic argument about what we can call i don't even want to tell you what your aunt did on facebook (laughs) i don't even want to say it uh uh anyway yeah i don't know how to destroy these things but we ought to we need to create some of our own uh robot police but uh for the liberal agenda for good for good to go in and take apart those uh where are all the white hat hackers when you need them yeah like you hear these stories about how hackers could cripple the economy how they could take out the electricity and do all this stuff somebody ought to maybe take out one of these facilities (laughs) do something somebody ought to do something i mean Good God, how can we continue to allow this to happen? I don't even know, but we're gonna. How do we end a show on this? Yeah, I don't know. Bad way to end our 25th episode, Corinne. Let's not post it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that was the ender. We got to 25, met the concentration camp situation, and and had to fold. (laughs) To fold, I fold. We've talked a bit about how. The migrant crisis is completely tied to the climate crisis, right? Right. And so... We're only going to have more refugees. It's only going to get worse. I was reading an article. I didn't have enough to talk about it really today. But there is a record number of African migrants coming through the southern border. So people fleeing Africa have made it to South America and are still trying to make it to the United States. So they're actually coming through the the southern border. Um, And... Like, I think Portland, Maine is becoming a city, like a sanctuary city for people. Like, they're like, yeah, busing them from the border up to Maine. But there's all sorts of, I mean, there's all sorts of resistance happening. I guess we can end on this positive note. We talked a little bit about it with uh, Jimmy from Mutual Aid last week. There are both big nonprofits and small groups, small, you know, kind of organizations that are out there targeting the humanitarian crisis on the border. And trying to help people and dealing I mean from no more deaths who put the water out there to the you know the lawyers to the people that meet them at bus stations to like kind of an underground railroad of people who are you know trying to help these people so i mean that exists that network already is there and hopefully that's just being more radicalized and more kind of given more of a spotlight in the response so more people are starting to support it hopefully and that it can grow I guess that's a positive, hopeful way to finish it. That's about as positive as I can get, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Um, If you have some brilliant idea. Yeah, we'd love to hear about it. Or Um, what you're doing. Maybe you you have another organization that's making headway or is doing something that's very helpful. We would love to support you. Love to hear about it, yeah. So I guess that is kind of our show this week, Corinne. Rough. Yeah, rough one. Lots of news and notes. But But we made it to 25. Yeah, it was rough, but you know what? Honestly, climate change is a little rough. That's true. 
it's getting so bad. We didn't even talk about the heat wave in Europe. We didn't talk about any number of other things this week. Well, we covered the concentration camp. Is there anything else we need to cover besides that? We didn't talk about the debates. <laughs> the only thing that we can say about the, I, the debates is that they didn't mention anything about climate change. Yeah, I think that in the two debates we've had, that so the Democratic nominees have their two debates. The first one, I don't know if the second one was well, as well, but the first one was in Miami, a city that's underwater because of climate change. And they mentioned climate change for like all of 10 minutes. And then, yeah, the second one, I think they talked about it even less. And so, yeah, we've had two debates and the most important pressing con- issue of our time of all life right now is was mentioned for 15 minutes. <laughs> so that's a great sign. Well, they need to get some of those hacks off the stage. I, I'm sorry. Some of the- <laughs> I didn't watch the Who debates. are your hacks? Who are your hacks? Uh, I'm going to. OK, here's a hot take. Bernie Sanders. Bernie needs to Sanders. Get off the stage. Not a hot take in this room. Not a yeah, hot take. Get in this him room. out of there. Hot take, I guess, in general. The dude is eighty plus years old. He he said, "Yeah, I guess maybe they just want a woman." He basically just said, "Okay, never mind. I yeah, can't get into no. the Bernie thing because I hate him so much." Well, I don't really hate him, but he makes me hate him. Bernie, Biden, both gone. Yes, boom, um, boom. I would also add, who is that one? Mar- Maxine Waters, Marianne Waters. Maxine, the the. Reclaiming my time, lady? The weird lady, yeah. I'm confused. Who are you talking about? Hold on. Marianne Williamson. Marianne, yeah, definitely different than Maxine Waters. MW, I got it close. (laughs) That's true. Marianne Williamson uh, is got to leave. Why is she up there? Andrew Yang, get that idiot out of there. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry. You know what? I don't fucking like Beto either. Get him gone. (laughs) Guy couldn't beat Ted Cruz. Boring Beto. Boring Beto. Who do you want on there? Elizabeth Warren? Let's leave it with Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris. Um, hell, Cory Booker can be on there. Uh, <laughs> just for the looks, please. <laughs> I guess. Julian Castro, leave him up there. Uh, I don't know. Who else was up there? Kolbachar. There were so many. Like the, the, the ones that I listed would still leave us with like 20 people. Gilbrand still going on. Yeah. So, yeah. Get rid of, I mean, can we please? Marianne Williamson. Like, she's not a serious candidate. Mm. Like, they had so many people up there, like, you're not going to be president. Like, half of these people, I mean, like, I don't mind Kristen Gilbrand. I think she's okay. But you know what? She's not going to be president. It's a it's a nightmare. I think, I think the worst part of it is there are people out there who truly think 2020 is going to be the end of DT. And I want to be like, listen, you, I don't believe that, unfortunately. And you are looking at this stage thinking... This is going to do Someone it, Someone in this group. One of you mooks is going to do it. You have to be panicking a little, aren't you? Or no, they really think Are we the only ones someone, panicking? I don't, some, there are some other people who agree with us that he's going to win again. I think people are starting to realize he is. But, I mean, if I was truly ho- hoping that it was going to be different with this next election, you would think people would be like, what's going on, guys? We got to get it together. Of course, I would have thought that right from the beginning, but... Well, and then we also had the Supreme Court ruling that they're going to allow people to keep gerrymandering districts into nothingness. So Yeah, what was their point on that one? It's uh... It was too political for the courts to rule on because the courts have nothing to do with politics, I guess. Yeah, that doesn't make any effing sense. Don't worry about it. Shh. Don't worry about it. I forgot. I don't have to worry about it. Listen, your lady brain can't <laughs> handle this stuff. 
God. Too much bad news this week, Corinne. It was I'm it was a rough week. Struggling this <laughs> week. I have no good news. I think that's where we have to end it. Just bad news. Yeah, we don't even have any prepping for this week. I know, because we were starting our little Boy Scout. Yeah, we were badge. working on the Boy Scout merit badge too much. And then we didn't have anything to show for it. We're the kid who doesn't have a project to turn in. Listen, I don't want to say this is par for the course of my life in school, but... Basically. So it is. You could look at your school record and make an assumption. Someone <laughs> might be able to make a connection. But we will next week. On episode 26. 26. We'll Which... do something. No, we won't, actually, because I won't... Well, yes, we will. We will have something prepping related next week. No news next week. No we're going to do a news free next week. News free. Like it. Yeah, all prepping all week. All nonsense. <laughs> no news, just nonsense. Just nonsense. We might break new ground if this uh cobra killing lady kills another snake. Jeez, let's uh, get she could do some other stuff. Let's let's harness this potential. Yeah, I'm going to look into her. All right. <laughs> all <laughs> Thanks, right, guys. Well, bye. Yeah, what a terrible week we've all had. I'm so sorry to have disappointed you. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we've been doing for 25 weeks straight. Why end now? That's true. You're welcome. All right. Have a good week. We will see you next week with no news. Uh, just nonsense. Just nonsense. Just nonsense.